1: about the Lord and we love people. Amen. God's got some great things in store for us. Heavenly Father, we come boldly before your throne this morning and we thank you that we can obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. And Lord, it is our heart's desire that you be glorified and honored in all that we do. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's
2: stand together this morning. It's time to worship a (coughs)
1: <coughs> Though your sins are as scarlet, hallelujah. they shall be white as snow.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Come into His presence hallelujah. and be cleansed hallelujah. and be made whole and be yeah, filled yeah. with the love and the goodness of God.
4: Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Yeah. We Hallelujah. We need to be comfortable in God's presence. We need to be comfortable in God's presence.
4: Oh, we worship the Lord Oh, Jesus. we worship the King of kings. We lift up the highest name. We worship the King of kings. There is no King higher name Hallelujah. than Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Oh, we give you
3: glory
4: and honor praise. Glory, glory,
1: Lord. For you are worthy, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that you are here, and you are moving and working, and you also speak to us. I speak to those who are heavy laden with burdens. Come to me. And I will give you rest. And to those who are thirsty, come to me and drink. For out of your belly will flow rivers, divine rivers, holy rivers, pure rivers of living water will flow out of your innermost being. But you must come, you must drink, you must trust, and I will do the rest hallelujah thank you lord amen amen well you may have your seats thank you signature worship team what a blessing best worship ever hallelujah we're grateful for you today that are here and for you watching online whether you're watching us live or whenever you're tuning in and uh god is good and it's communion sunday So we're going to come into union with the Lord. And we like to celebrate this together. It's a good thing. Jesus said, as often as you do it, he didn't say how often you had to do it. But he said, as often you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Amen. And uh, this is a picture of what Jesus did for us. And I just want to read from Romans chapter 5 from the Amplified. Uh, Romans chapter 5, starting with verse 6. Romans 5 and verse 6, it says, while we were still helpless, wow, powerless to provide our salvation. At that right time, Christ died. Say, Christ died at the right time. It wasn't a wrong time. It was the right time. It was the perfect time. As a substitution for the ungodly. Now it is an extraordinary thing for one willing to give his life for an upright man, though perhaps for a good man, one who is noble, selfless, and worthy. Someone might even dare to die. But God clearly shows and proves his own love for us. This was the proof and the demonstration of how much he loves us. By the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. As a sinner, we were separated from God. As a sinner, we were helpless of saving ourselves. We couldn't change our situation. No matter what we did, we couldn't be good enough, couldn't earn it, couldn't buy it, couldn't ride on the coattails of someone else. We were helpless sinners. But it was in that moment that Christ died for us. It was, it was he died for us in our weakest point. Hallelujah. And then verse 9 Says, therefore, since we have now been justified, have now been, past tense, have now been, we're going to look at that word justified, delivered free from the guilt of sin by his blood. How much more certain is that? We will be saved from the wrath of God. Through him, oh, I thought God was love. Oh, he's also a God of wrath because he's a just God and he's a righteous God. And people who don't get right with God will encounter his wrath. But that's, he gives a lot of mercy before we get to that point. But we're saved from his wrath. Amen. Through him, verse 10. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain, having been reconciled, that we will be saved from the consequences of sin by his life. That is, we will be saved because Christ lives today. Not only that, but we also rejoice in God. Listen, there's no better reason to rejoice than in God. God is the source of joy. I don't care what's going on in your life. You can find something to rejoice about in God. Amen? Amen. The Bible gives us permission to rejoice in God. Rejoicing in His love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received and enjoy our reconciliation with God. So, what we're about to partake of today is a picture of our justification. What does it mean to be justified? I know they have a TV show on it, but that's not what I'm talking about. It means to I make righteous. It means I defend the cause of it means I plead for the righteousness, the innocence, the uh, the I regard as righteous. So, to be justified means you're righteous. Say, I am righteous. All right? It means uh, judicial approval. You've been approved by the judge. The judge has stamped his gavel. He said, You are righteous. Why? Because of the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. You've been justified. You've been. Conformed to the proper standard, you got back to your original design in His image. We are now made in the image of Christ. Amen? Amen. We've been rendered righteous. We've been shown to be righteous. We've been acknowledged to be righteous. You have been acknowledged in heaven as righteous. You are as righteous as Jesus is. Think about that. And all of heaven knows it. That's what it means to be justified. And we're justified through his blood. Hallelujah. You've been declared guiltless. Hallelujah. You've been acquitted of any charge that the enemy had against you. And you've been given a pardon. You've been given a pardon. <laughs> All right? So that's justified. Now, what does it mean to be reconciled? It means to be down to the exact point. It means it's a, to change when two parties reconcile, they're, they're changing to the same position. We have been changed to Christ. We are as alive as Christ is alive, and when he returns, we're going to be just like him because we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye, amen, hallelujah, so we have been reconciled, we have uh, been uh, redeemed, glory to God, by the Lord, all of your debt has been taken care of, amen, amen. Hallelujah. All right, you can gather your elements. Heavenly Father, as we approach this table, we are so grateful for what you've done for us. And we just acknowledge you as Lord of all. In Jesus' name, amen. So go and get your elements and come and we'll partake of it together. had a meal with his disciples before he was going to the garden before he was going to be arrested mistreated and eventually crucified and this meal was all, goes all the way back to the Passover and he says uh he took the bread and he had given thanks and he broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me so let's remember what he did And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant ratified in my blood. So let us drink and remember what he did for us. And now we can give him praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross, a sacrificial death, and to rise from the dead, Lord. And we remember, we will never forget what you've done for us. And we honor you and bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. And Everyone said, amen. amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to. Have some radical people speak the word of God. Amen. Say I'm authorized. I'm authorized. To speak the word of God. To speak the word of God. Amen. So we're going to make our confession based on God's word. Let's make our confession of faith. God God is is very very good good to to
2: us. His His Holy Holy Spirit reveals to us us what God has freely given 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 to us. We have and enjoy the the good things things that that God has has made available available to us. We are greatly blessed by the Lord, and we possess the gates of our enemies. We are joint heirs with Jesus, and we take hold of all our inheritance.
5: The Lord has separated us
2: to himself, and he has given us territory to possess. Our land is fruitful, productive, thriving, and flourishing. God gives us his best.
3: Wherever Father God has planted us,
2: We take possession of our land by By doing God's God's commands, statutes, and judgments. We gain divine wisdom and understanding and become great in God's sight. We are God's people, his priests who minister to him. We eat the wealth of nations and prosper in God. Instead of shame, we have have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, we shout for joy over our portion, Jesus is our portion. In our land, we possess double and everlasting joy belongs to us. God faithfully rewards us and makes an everlasting covenant with us. Everything that God has promised has been made available to
0: us, and we can possess it all. God establishes and confirms us in Christ,
2: and he anoints us. We are never disappointed because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through Holy Spirit who was given to us. Everything in the Bible is for our instruction. We are encouraged by God's written word to have hope and we overflow with confidence in his promises. We glorify, praise, and honor the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and
1: inheritance,
2: to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving
1: atmosphere. We activate God's word to go
2: into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises, And and experiencing experiencing their their benefits. benefits. Amen. Amen. I want to share something real quick that the Holy Spirit just showed me. Uh, There's a difference between being a victim and being someone who receives the help of Holy Spirit. So according to God's order and design, you don't have to be a victim of the enemy to get help from the Holy Spirit. You, the Holy Spirit is there to help you, period. So everything you do, he wants to help you do it. So you do it at the level of your knowledge, whatever you know, and whatever you can see, and whatever revelation you have, and he wants to come in and add to it God's level of what it should look like. So you do the earth part and he wants to do what it looks like in heaven, but he wants you to carry it out. Do you see? So don't think that you only ask for the help of the Holy Spirit when the devil is doing something to you. You have to think you are accepting the help of the Holy Spirit for every single thing you do. And when you activate the help of Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that you feel like you're in a fight. Right? So this way, you are empowered, not fighting. And there's a difference between the two feelings. Do You see what I'm saying? So for whoever needs that today, like, like there's this habit, you know, whatever, whoever came up with this old fable. It's a fable that I don't want to bother God with these little details. Like, who do you think you are? (laughs) That you, of all mankind, would be capable of bothering God. Of all the children, of all the creation that he's made, you're the one that if you ask him too much or talk to him too much, it's a bother. Like, you are the one that he finally can't take it anymore when you (laughs) ask him for something. (laughs) You see? Do you see how the devil will take your relationship with God and turn it into a prideful position that you take when you think of it in that way? Do you understand? Nothing bothers God. And for sure, not one of his creations. So uh, let's just drop that. (laughs) But you need to know that the Holy Spirit is waiting to help you with everything. Everything. He makes all of it better because we have, as the Bible says, I has not seen, ear has not heard what God has in store for us, right? So, but the Holy Spirit has seen it. He's heard it and he knows what God has in store for us. So we get the instruction that says, I want you to do this. And you say, yes. And then that's when it starts. That's when the, the records of heaven that says this certain thing she has accepted to do. So Holy Spirit is ready to give you the part that heaven has. See how this works? I get pictures in my head when I say these things, but I don't know what you get in your head. So I'm drawing things with my hands. So anyway, I just want to encourage you with that today.
5: Good morning, VCS. It's going to be like show and tell today, okay? All right. So yesterday we we made so many cookies. We made hundreds of cookies. I think we said 60 dozen. That is 720 cookies, okay? I don't know. They are all delicious. So for those of you who ordered cookies, you can um, pick them up today. They're all packaged beautifully, ready to go. And anybody who wants to get some extra, we made extras because we are of the mindset of abundance, right? So we have lots of extra cookies that you can also get as well. We made snickerdoodle, molasses, and sugar cookies with sprinkles. And we have a special guest cookie. Right? I don't know if you can see this, but one of our very own youth group members, Levi, came up with a special creation. Uh, think about the name. What we call it? Yeah. Doodle the Surprise. <laughs> because it is a surprise of ingredients. I know there are Swedish fish on top and pretzels and sprinkles and a chocolate-like icing thing. And there's chocolate chips in it and golden oreos and and there's more i don't know what else is in there it's a surprise (laughs) i know it's based off of the snickerdoodle recipe so somewhere in there that's where the doodle came from i think but i encourage you to try levi had so much fun making these he was just going around the kitchen finding all of the ingredients like every every candy he could find whatever came to his mind and so he had such fun um so we, are, we had, like, a lot of fun. We listened to music, we were praying, we were singing. So your cookies are blessed and anointed, too, right? I already know that some people who got their cookies yesterday, because they couldn't wait. They just stopped by, because they knew we were making them. Um, <laughs> they did. <laughs> I already know that some of them have been eaten. They are taste-tested and approved, and they were distributed to neighbors as well. So our cookies are going far and wide. So we thank you for supporting us. And um, there's also new things at Palazzo Creations, so I encourage you to just stop back there and check it out. I know there's soap um, with, like, holiday smells and coffee smells. Um, There's new candles, and there's coffee sampler boxes. So for those of you who enjoy coffee, there are new things available. So I encourage you to check it out. Okay, so that's today. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) Alrighty. So Tuesday we have youth group. And that's at 6 (laughs) p.m. And the glory of God and the fire of God shows up, and we have a wonderful time. So I encourage all the youth to come. And those of you who know youth, everybody should come. Also on Tuesday is this generation. So that's earlier on Tuesdays. That's like 1.25. Look at me remembering these times. (laughs) So, and that's when um, some of our middle schoolers get to come from school and been an hour here at church learning about their identity in Christ. And I know they have a wonderful time and they've been working on our Kids Life Christmas program. Right? So for those with kids and Kids Life program, if you are still interested, there is time to participate and you can see Abby because I know they are putting everything together for our Christmas program and it's going to be awesome because I've seen like pieces already of it. It's going to be great. So speaking of Christmas, our Christmas Candlelight service will be on Christmas Eve, so Sunday the 24th at 10 a.m. And we even have special cards made up that say, Happy Birthday, Jesus. <laughs> and I love, I love to celebrate birthdays, and this is the best birthday ever, right? Celebrating Jesus' birthday. So grab a card, take them out to friends, neighbors, to the grocery store, so we can spread the word. We were doing this at the square yesterday, too. And it was a lot of fun. There's lots of singing and dancing and lots of cars honking horns. And one of the, um, the tractor trailers honked their horns in the square, too, which is my favorite because those are really loud. <laughs> Everybody wonders, like, what's happening? What's going on? Celebrating Jesus is what's going on. Okay. So Wednesday. We kind of jumped around a little bit. We'll back to this week, Wednesday. We have Wednesday Night refreshing. And that's at 630. And it is a joy to be in the presence of the Lord, right? So come on Wednesdays. And then Thursdays is Bible Adventure. Um, so that's for third through fifth grade. And they come from school as well for our week to come here to church, sing songs, praise God, talk with listeners, and get to just also enjoy the presence of the Lord. That's why all of this is happening, Right. So, we spread the gospel, spread the message of Jesus, and people come and get saved and walk with Christ. Okay, I think somewhere in there I skipped um, two announcements, so I'm going to go back. (laughs) We got lots of announcements, and I get very excited easily, so I kind of jump around. All right, this Friday is woven, it's our Christmas woven. And it is at 6 p.m., and every year we do something, like, extra special. So this year we're going to do a book or a tea exchange. <laughs> so you can bring any book you would like to or a type of tea that you enjoy. You can, it is optional, so you do not have to choose to participate if you don't want to. We'll have extras. That way, in case you forget or anything like that, you can still join in. Okay? It, we are all about freedom. Okay? So there's no pressure. But I'm very excited because I love to read. So I want to see all the books that people bring. <laughs> I have my own um, like, at-home library. I've heard that you need like a 1,000 books to have your own library. So that's one of my goals in life is to have my own library. And I am a quarter of the way there. I have like around 250. <laughs> I'm very excited. So I love books. But the Word of God is my favorite book, right? The Bible. Yeah. Okay, the books do not have to be new. Yeah. So you can bring any book that you have or you want to share. Anything is up to you. So speaking of books, then on Sunday, next Sunday, the 17th, we have book club. Right. <laughs> it's a perfect transition. Um, we are studying Dr. Fiona's book about blind spots and living a limitless life, and we are actually going to finish that book this month and pick a new book to start for next year. Isn't that awesome? So that's after service next Sunday, so all the ladies are welcome to join us, Um, and it starts around 1230-ish, like I said, it's after service, but we, for sure, make sure we end at 2. Okay, I think I got through all the announcements. Some of you have known that I have started to learn how to run, which is hilarious, by the way. I should be blogging this entire journey. Um, so, I think it was like a month and a half ago. I told you that I finally learned how to run correctly, like on the tips of your feet and not like super heavy like an elephant, which is what I had been doing. <laughs> so, I keep learning more and more every time i every time I run how to breathe, how to run. I thought this was like a very natural process it's not, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> So I learned today, though, that your Achilles tendon, which goes from your heel to your calf, is the strongest tendon in your body, okay? Right? And it works best with movement. So that's when it's, like, it's strongest and can carry the most weight. When you jump up and down, right, which I do frequently, um, it can carry up to four times its weight. And when you're running, it can carry up to ten times its weight, right? I was so excited. I was like, so this muscle is so important. And the more you work it and exercise it, like the more it's with movement, the stronger it gets. So I was thinking about that with like the word of God, right? How it says like run your race, run your marathon and everything that when we obey God's voice right away, like that's the movement. Like then you can carry more as you are moving forward and you're running and you're going and everything. Isn't that awesome? Right? So that's why we run with Jesus. Amen. That's all the announcements for
3: today.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Exercise mic. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you love Jesus today. i tell you what, he loves you. With an everlasting, unending, unconditional love. Hallelujah. Well, in uh, your giving this morning, you can give any time during the service. If you're watching online, you can go to our website. And uh, God blesses the givers. Amen. He celebrates giving and your your gifts get prayed over twice. So they're double, double blessed. And Father, we just give you thanks and praise for your givers and their gifts today that they bring into your kingdom. And Lord, we thank you that you reward them and you receive them and you bless and prosper them, Father. And thank you for protecting them, watching over their land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, making sure that uh, they have the success that you want them to have, Father. And we just honor you and bless you and praise you. And I call their givers and their gifts blessed today in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we have some awesome, incredible kids in this place. You know, Bible Adventure, we're almost at 50 kids. We're almost at 50 kids, like just about 25 coming from each school, maybe a little bit more from one, but it's an awesome year. So if you got some time on Thursday afternoon, uh, we could use some help as well. Hallelujah. So we got some kids in this place, amen? Yeah. So you ready for some kids' life, kids living in faith every day? Go, kids. Have a good class. Glory to God. Well, it's Christmas season, isn't it? So uh, the Lord put on my heart a series of messages called The Benefits of Christ's Birth. And uh, His birth gave us many benefits, some of which are salvation, Holy Spirit power, uh, fulfilling God's will, finishing uh, and finishing what was said and written, angelic intervention, uh, worship, generosity and giving, all in the Christmas story, all in the story of Christ's birth. Uh, Dreams, joy, greatness, repentance, God's kingdom and faith. So today we're going to learn a little bit more about salvation. Amen. Sometimes I think that it's a gift that we've been given and sometimes we take it for granted because maybe we forget about what it's all about. And so today I'm going to help you to know what are we saved from, who are we saved to, how to receive salvation, and that it's past, present, and future in your life. Amen? And for some this might be a review, but you know what? We need to know what about salvation, because you need to share your salvation with someone else. See, God gave us the gift of salvation, not to keep to ourselves, but to share with others. It is literally the gift that keeps on giving. It is literally the gift that fits all, and it never wears out. And you don't even need batteries, so they didn't even have to be included. Amen? And you don't even have instructions to put it together. You just receive it. Yeah. Amen? So let's look at uh, the, the, where it says this in uh, the Christmas story. Why don't you go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. Matthew 1, 21. And the Bible says, And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation. And he shall save his people from their sins. Amen? Aren't you glad he saves us from our sins? All right, let's go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 and verse 43. And We're going to read here, and then we're going to talk about salvation, because it's a gift of God. Luke 1, 43. And it says... And uh, Elizabeth was answering Mary and she says, and what is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Think about that. Mary was carrying a baby whose name was going to be Jesus and Elizabeth recognized him as her Lord. Amen. Salvation comes when you confess Jesus as your Lord. Right. He will never force his way. But. He, uh, he is received. Amen. Let's go to verse 69. Verse 69. Zechariah was prophesying here, and uh, he said, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. That word horn represents rule or strength. He raised up a horn of salvation. Amen. And uh, Jesus is the salvation. He's the descendant of David. It's proven in the genealogy. All right, let's go to verse 76. Verse 76. And uh, he's talking about John, Zachariah is talking about his son John. And he said, a new child shall be called prophet of the highest. Wow, that's a good title. For you shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high has visited us. All right? So he's come to give knowledge of salvation. Amen? All right, let's go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. Luke chapter 2. And verse 10, we're just reading this, and then we're going to talk about this. All right? The angel is talking here to the shepherds. And the angel said in verse 10, the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. That's the gospel of great joy. (laughs) Everybody say great joy. joy. It wasn't just joy. It was great joy, which shall be to all the people. All right. God's plan of salvation includes everyone, but not everyone knows they have been given a gift. So if you don't know you've been given a gift, you can't receive it. The only way that you can know that you uh, have been you can receive it is to know that you have it. Amen. And then finally, let's look at verse 30, chapter 2, verse 30. This is Simeon, 8 days after Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph bring him in the temple to get circumcised and to go through, through that uh, ceremony. And Simeon says, my eyes, he picks up Jesus, the baby, and he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. Salvation is a person. Yes. Amen? Okay. So uh, benefits of Christ's birth, one of the benefits is he gave us salvation. If he wasn't born, we wouldn't have the opportunity to be saved. But because he, he was born, see, he, God had to have a man on the earth because that's what God said in the beginning. He gave dominion to man in the garden, right? So in order for to save mankind, God had to become a man, all right, that, because it was written in the Word, all right? So what is salvation? What is salvation? It is deliverance from the power of... And effects of sin. Sin is the most destructive thing on this planet. Sin is the cause of the havoc in the earth. Sin is the reason bad things happen to good people. It all is because of sin. But salvation is deliverance from the power and the effects of sin. Salvation is deliverance from danger and suffering. It's deliverance from danger and suffering. Salvation is designed to protect and serve. I thought that's a police officer. No, it's salvation. I'm sorry to protect and preserve, not to protect and serve. The word salvation it promotes victory. It's a word of victory. It's a word of health. It's a word of welfare. It's a word of prosperity. It's a word of deliverance. And it's a word of preservation and safety. Hallelujah. See, when we bear fruit, God puts us in a preserve. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, it's better than getting in a jam, isn't it? I'd rather be in a preserve than a jam. Because then the God has to get you out of the jam. You got to have fun in church, amen? Salvation includes physical deliverance, but mostly eternal and spiritual deliverance. Uh, Matthew nineteen, twenty-three and twenty-four talks about salvation is entering into God's kingdom. When you get saved, you get transferred from one kingdom to another kingdom. Amen? Salvation is deliverance from evil, both temporal and eternal. Salvation is deliverance from evil. Okay. I'm just going to take my time with this. Uh, salvation refers to spiritual and material preservation, deliverance from fear and danger, as well as pardon, restoration, healing, wholeness, soundness in spirit, soul, and body. When, when a person gets saved, God makes them whole. God makes them whole. Okay. Salvation is deliverance from hell. Yes. There is a hell to shun. Yes. Wow. People who don't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and they die, they will go to hell. Hell is a real place. wasn't originally intended for man. It was only intended for the devil. But people who reject Jesus Christ send themselves to hell. Yes. Okay? But thank God. Salvation delivers us from hell, and it points us to heaven. It, it means we're heading towards heaven. Hallelujah. Salvation includes a life of freedom. Amen? It makes you free. Free from bondage. Free from restriction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, salvation delivers us from sin's dominion. In other words, sin no longer has a grip on us. If we choose to sin, we can still choose to sin, but we don't have to once you're saved. Because before you were saved, you couldn't help but sin because you had a sin nature. That was your nature. But when we, when a person gets born again, when a person gets saved, they get a new nature. They get the nature of God. Amen? The nature of Jesus. Okay? Okay. Um, and uh, salvation gives you the power to live a holy life. See, once you're saved, then you've got to walk out your salvation. You know, the Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You have to live a, a godly life once you're saved. God didn't save you and shed his blood for you so that you could just live any way that you want to. When you're saved, you've got to live like Jesus lived. Amen. It requires responsibility. Hallelujah. And uh, salvation protects you from earthly dangers. Psalm 91 protects you from pestilence, sickness, disease, famine, earthquake. Amen. Well, how come some things happen? Well, you know what? God brought you through. Yeah, things happen in my life, but I I don't blame God for them. I'm just thankful that he brought me through. Yeah, Amen. Right. He's not the cause of it. Right. But but salvation is a rescue. Salvation is a deliverance. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. So there's two elements of salvation. Two important elements of salvation. Number one, you're delivered from the penalty of sin, which is eternal death. How many know sin has a penalty? But Jesus took our penalties. He took it all on Himself. Okay? So sin delivers us from the penalty, which is eternal death. And uh, salvation. I'm sorry. Yeah, salvation. Thank you. Salvation delivers us from the penalty of sin. And uh, sin delivers us. uh, uh, Yeah. Thank you. Salvation. Gives us eternal life. It's, it's the results of salvation we have. We can live eternally with Jesus. And eternal life doesn't begin when you die. It begins when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord. So if someone dies and they haven't accepted Jesus Christ, they, they're not entering into eternal life. Eternal death is to be eternally separated from God the Father forever. Okay? So here are five things that we need to know. What we're saved from. What we're saved to. Who saved us. How do we receive it. And then our salvation involves the past, the present, and the future. Alright? So number one, what are we saved from? What is the threat or the danger that we need to be rescued from? That is sin and God's wrath. Those are the dangers. Amen? Uh, Ephesians 2 talks about uh, being before, it, it describes our life before Christ, being disobedient and under the children of the wrath, doesn't it? So people who don't know Jesus... They are, they are under the wrath of God, which means th- they're headed for, the, they're on the wrong path. They're in the wrong direction, going to the wrong destination. And in order to change course, you've got to get born again. You've got to get, give your life to Jesus. Amen? Because Jesus is the only way to receive salvation. Having a relationship with Jesus. All right? So... We're we're saved. Sin is Satan's tool that separates us from God and brings death and destruction. The devil can't make you sin, but he offers you a temptation. It's a a lust of the eye, a lust of the flesh, or the pride of life. All temptation comes from three roots. The lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and and the lust of the eye. All right? But uh, Satan can only make an offer to you but he can't make you okay look at psalm 86 psalm 86 and verse 13 psalm 86 and verse 13 all right we are saved from god's wrath hallelujah we're saved from god's judgment amen now we will we will be judged for what we do on this earth but the the final judgment we are delivered from the final judgment, right? Where God's going to separate the goats and the sheep. We're going with the sheep. Amen? Hallelujah. We're, we're, we're delivered from, uh, see, we, under, we undermine the, the danger and the um, harmfulness of sin. It is extremely destructive. And once sin came into the earth, do you realize there was no death in this earth until sin happened? And the Bible tells us sin brought death. That's how destructive sin is. If if there wasn't any sin, there wouldn't be any death. But sin brought the death to this earth. Okay? Psalm 86 and verse 13, it, uh, it says this. For great is your mercy toward me. Oh, hallelujah. God's mercy toward you is great. And you have delivered my soul from the lowest hell, from Sheol. He delivered your soul from Sheol. Why? Because of his mercy, his great mercy, his overwhelming mercy. Amen. Thank God for his mercy. God's mercy when you woke up this morning, God had a new batch of mercy re- re- ready for you. Yes. His mercies are new every morning. amen yes. His mercy endures forever. Yes, hallelujah. hallelujah okay yes. go to math go to mark chapter sixteen Mark chapter sixteen he gives us the two sides of the coin here. Mark chapter sixteen. And verse 15, Mark 16 and verse 15, it says this. And he said unto them, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is a commission to believers. We are to preach the gospel to every creature. Did you know that you encounter creatures every day? Some of them have interesting features, <laughs> but we're supposed to go and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. That's Bible. That's Jesus talking. You, what, in order to receive salvation, I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to believe that's, that's coming up. All right. Go to, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and look at verse 18, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18, hallelujah. It says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. There's a lot of people in this world that think preaching about Jesus Christ is foolish. But they are on the pathway to perishing. Perishing is to be uh, without an inheritance. It's to be without God, basically. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. See, when we, for those who believe in Jesus, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Amen? We, we look at the message differently. Hallelujah. Because we have received the message. All right? Go to First Thessalonians chapter 1. First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 9. All right? This is what are we saved from? You know, we need to know what we've been saved from. We've been saved from sin. We've been saved from destruction. We've been saved from wrath. We've been saved from judgment. Amen? It's good to know what you've been saved from. Because we we use this church term, I'm saved. Are you saved? Well, I was drowning in the the water one time and someone saved me. I I guess I'm saved. No. But see, you encounter someone who doesn't know the Lord, they're not going to know what saved is. They don't know what that means. So we got to understand because guess what? We are responsible to share it with them. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 9 says this. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering we had unto you, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So here was a group of people, they were worshiping idols. But they heard the gospel, and the gospel turned them from an idol to Jesus. Turned them from false god to the true god. From, from what was uh, not true to something true. Amen? That's the power of the gospel. That's the power of salvation. Salvation will change your life. It'll change your course. It, it, it transforms you. It changes your life. Anybody ever not been changed meeting Jesus? No, I've been changed. Amen? Amen? All right. Let's go back to Romans chapter 5. Hallelujah. Romans 5. We read that this morning for our uh, communion. Romans 5 and verse 8. Notice what it says here. You don't mind looking at scripture, do you? We get in the word so the word can get in us. How I many of you got to get the word in you? Because that is your defense. That is your victory. That is your mandate. God designed his word to be written on our hearts. And we got to put it in us. Romans 5, 8. And, uh, but God commands lo- commands his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank God. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. So we're saved from wrath. You know, God sits on his throne, are two things, two foundations. One is righteousness, one is justice. God is a just God. And if you think people are getting away with stuff in this world, don't worry. God keeps good records. And everything will come out in the wash. Amen? So, I, you know, one time the prophet was was upset because the wicked people were prospering. Right? But guess what? There's going to come a time when all their prosperity is not going to help them unless they know Jesus. So, the Bible says that we're saved from wrath. Okay? Number two, who? Who, who saved us? God is the author and the originator and the inventor and the planner and the creator of salvation. Salvation was God's idea. Salvation was God's work. Man did not come up with the plan of salvation. Salvation. God came up with the plan of salvation. And by the way, man's sin did not take God by surprise. He did not call an emergency meeting in heaven and say, Michael, Gabriel, what are we going to do? This man I created really messed up. How are we going to fix this thing? God knew how to fix it from the, before it happened because he sees the end before the beginning. He already had a plan in place. He already had what he was going to do. To save people from sin. Yeah. He knew that sin was going to occur. But he had a plan for its cure. Amen. Jesus is sin's cure. Yeah. It's the only cure. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So who saved us? John, th- go, to, go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Well, let's just start with verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever... Everybody say whosoever. whosoever. So this gift is available to all. Whoever believes... See, you've got to believe. In him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Why does it say might be? Because even though God offers the gift, it has to be received by faith. So if a gift is offered but it's never received, the gift remains still the gift, but it doesn't benefit the person because it's not received. Right? If someone sends you a gift in the mail and it never shows up, and they say, did you enjoy the gift I sent you? I never got it. It gets you upset. Well, that post office, right, you know, Gets you mad, but you you never were able to benefit from the gift, even though it was given. See, and there's a lot of people in the world. That's why God's raising up people like you to go and share the good news. Amen. If you don't know what to share, just just tell them what Jesus did for you. Tell them how God helped you. Amen. And and if you see someone hurting, just offer yourself to pray and just let the Holy Ghost do it. Amen. We this is what we do. You know, we we, we can't just live our life without sharing God with our life. Amen? So, notice God loved the world. God sent his son. God didn't want to condemn the world. It's God's idea. It's God's thought. Amen? Go to Psalm 106, verse 8. Psalm 106, verse 8. This is powerful. Psalm 106, verse 8. And notice what it says. Nevertheless, he saved them for his namesake that he might make his mighty power to be made known. God saved you for his namesake. He put his name behind it. His name guarantees it. Amen. It's because of his name. There's no other name under heaven and earth whereby we can be saved but the name of Jesus. He gave us one name, and He did it for His name's sake. Amen? God was determined to preserve a righteous heritage on this earth no matter how rampant sin got. I mean, it got so bad in the days of Noah, there were eight people. Everybody say eight people, one family. With three boys and three daughter-in-laws and a mother and father named Noah and his wife, whatever her name was, I don't know. And he built an ark. He created a safe place to preserve people when destruction was happening. When trouble was happening, when God's judgment was being poured out, God had a safe place for his people to go called the ark. And Jesus is a, a type and a shadow of the ark. The ark is a type and a shadow of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is our safe place. Jesus is our secure place. Jesus is our peaceful place. Amen? Amen. You can, you can go, run to the strong tower and find safety there. Amen? God always has a safe place. God was determined from creation to preserve a righteous line of people, a godly heritage. He was going to preserve that no matter what happened in the earth. Amen? So he did it for his name's sake. All right? Go to Psalm 37 and verse 38. Is this helping you today? It's okay to review things, isn't it? Get a fresh perspective about it. We're entering into the season of Jesus' birth that's going to be celebrated all over the world. What a better time to share good news. People need to hear good news. There's a lot of bad news. Let's be the ones that share good news. Let's be broadcasters of the good news network. the The GNN. Good News Network, right? (laughs) Psalm 37, verse 38. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. If someone doesn't want to change their way and they want to continue transgressing God's law and God's word, destruction will come. Because that's just the law of sowing and reaping. What you sow is what you reap. Amen. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Okay, that's instituted in the plan. All right. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. There were some people that God had to cut off. Eli, he cut off his family from the line. Why? Because his sons were uh, acting wickedly. As priests, they were wicked priests, and, and Eli never dealt with them. He never took them from their position. He never stopped what they were doing. Oh, he said some things, but it was like milk toast. It was like soggy. It had, it had no substance, right? I don't know if you ever heard the term milk toast, but, you know, when your, toast gets, it, when your toast gets soggy, it ceases to be toast. Toast has to have some crisp to it. Amen? I don't want no soggy toast. All right, But look at verse 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. Say it's of the Lord. Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. That's faith. Amen. Amen. He delivers those who trust in him. Okay, God, you can deliver me if you want to. No, you're not trusting. You're putting it all on God. God will deliver me. When when those three Hebrews stood before Nebuchadnezzar and they gave the reason why they weren't going to bow to those statues, they said, our God is able to save us. Amen? They were bold about that. That's trust. Hallelujah. Okay? So, salvation is received by faith in Jesus Christ. It was God who made us alive in Christ Jesus. What a plan. The enemy, he didn't know that after Jesus was crucified, he was going to rise from the dead. Because the Bible said if he'd have known, they'd have never crucified him. But how do we know? God knows how to carry out strategy and the enemy can't do anything to stop it. You know, I love the song from Carmen called The Champion. We, we, we did a skit many years ago about it, but in that song, when Jesus was crucified, he, he, he hears a 10 count going backwards. And the closer it gets to zero, the enemy gets really nervous. And then when he hits zero, he rise, he has risen, praise God. I mean, could you think about it? The celebration that the devil had when Jesus was crucified, and God's going, three, two one he took the completely by surprise yeah. right. through the resurrection yeah. but i want you to know that salvation comes from the lord yeah. it's his idea who saves us god saves us we can't save ourselves you can't save someone else not spiritually you you have to trust in the savior There's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. Can't find salvation any other way. It only comes through Jesus. Amen? So go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Aren't you glad when you just let the Bible define itself? 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9. For God has not appointed us to wrath. It wasn't God's intention for us to experience his wrath. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him. Amen? god's desire is for you to be with him and he made a way for us to be with him through jesus we can have a relationship with his only son which gives us a relationship with the father we can now walk with god like adam did in the cool of the day whatever adam lost jesus gained amen jesus is the second adam he did what the first adam couldn't do he gained the victory for us. He took our punishment for us. And he gave us the victory. He gave us the access. He gave us everything. Even the faith that we have in him comes from him. He gives us the faith to believe. And, and God has to be the object of our faith. You can't put your faith in anything else. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have to turn there, but First Timothy 2.4 says God desires all people to be saved and come to know the truth. Everybody say all people. all people. What's God's will for all people? That they be saved. If they don't know the good news, how are they going to get saved? Someone's got to share it. Everybody look at your feet and say, my feet are blessed. Beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news. you got some beautiful feet. Why? Because you're good news bearers. Amen? Go and bring someone some good news. How can they go unless they be sent? How can they hear without a preacher? How can the preacher preach unless he's sent? Blessed are the feet of them that bring good news. Guess what? God sent you. In your sphere of influence, your neighborhood, your friends, your family, God sent you to be a light, to be a blessing. Well, they don't want to hear what I said. Did you know... God told Jeremiah, I want you to preach, but they're not going to listen to what you say, but I want you to preach anyway. It didn't unobligate him from his uh, uh, calling. Jeremiah had to preach to a bunch of people that didn't want to receive what he was saying, but he still had to preach. Why? That's what God wanted. Amen? We have to be sharers of good news. Why keep the good news to yourself? It wasn't meant for us to be kept to ourselves. It was meant to be shared, right? What do they say? Go tell it on the mountain and over the hills and everywhere, right? Okay, number three. We are saved from sin and brought to God. We are brought into a right relationship with God, how it was in the beginning, before sin. Okay? We are brought we are saved from sin and brought to God. So God's plan of salvation, rescue, and deliverance, it, it includes benefits, blessings, and rewards. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is in me. Forget not all of his benefits. Psalm one hundred three. Say God's got some benefits. Amen? What are some of his benefits? We go from darkness to light. Isn't that a good thing? You ever try to walk in darkness? It's hard. You're more likely to hit yourself or hurt yourself or stumble. But we we go from darkness to light. That's a benefit. We go from bondage to freedom. Amen? Hallelujah. We went from a captive to a free person. Hallelujah. We go from... uh, from on our own to being accepted in the beloved. God accepts you in the beloved. We are accepted in this special group called the beloved. Say, I'm the beloved of God. Beloved of God. All right? We, we go from death to life. We were dead in sin but alive in Christ. We go from death to life. We have a, when, when a person gets born again, there's actually a resurrection that takes place. God calls you out of death. And he says, "Come forth. I got s- Here's my plans for you. Here's what I designed you to be. Here's what I've called you for." Amen. You only find out what you what you're really here for when you get saved. Amen. So, we go from old to new. If any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen? God is the original renewable energy. You don't need a charging station. You just need the Word and the Spirit. Amen? God's charging station is anywhere on the planet. Amen? Hallelujah. We go from uh, God's wrath to God's peace. Glory to God. We go from messed up to magnificent. Woo! Y'all are magnificent. We all were messed up. Why? Because we had a sin nature. Sin will mess you up. But God will take your mess and make you magnificent. He gives you beauty for ashes. The joy of the Lord for the spirit of mourning. He'll give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Anything that God does to us is an upgrade. Amen? This is the benefits of being saved. We go from wrong to right. Hallelujah. We go from the devil's shackles to God's loving arms. Hallelujah. All the devil wants to do is bind you to steal, kill, and destroy from you. But God wants to set you free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. Free from sickness. Free from disease. Free from poverty. Free from oppression. Free. That's a good thing. We go from the world to the kingdom of God. Glory to God. We God saved us so that we can have a relationship with him. You can now, anybody who's saved can go into the throne room boldly. Think about that. You can walk into the throne room where the Almighty sits. You can have a conversation with the creator of the universe and you can sit on his lap and call him daddy. We have the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That means daddy. Hey, Dad, how are you doing? You could sit on God's lap and talk to him that way. That's what salvation has made possible for us. Amen? How do we receive this salvation? All right? How do we receive? Salvation is received by faith. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. You can only receive it by faith. Amen? So, how do we do that? We hear the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And we believe it fully and trust in Him wholeheartedly. Say, I believe it fully. And I trust in Him wholeheartedly. And also, we can repent and change. You know, God included repentance... Repentance is a GPS U-turn, right? How many has ever followed a GPS? I've done it many times. I won't go into that. But you're, you're going down a route, and it's the wrong way, and there's a voice that says, please turn around. Make the next available left, Right? Sometimes we mess up in life. But that's why God put a thing in there called repentance. Because if you don't repent, you're going to continue going in the wrong direction and you're going to end up at the wrong place. But repentance is a stop and a turnaround and go back to where you came from. Go back to your original position. You come back to Christ. When the prodigal son got up from the pig pen, he had a moment of repentance. And his repentance set him on course to the Father's house. Amen? Amen. Luke 13.3 says, Unless you repent, you will surely perish. When we are following the wrong course and when we're doing the wrong thing and we know it, the only solution is to repent. Repentance is not a bad word. It's just changing course, changing direction, changing the way you think, changing the way you speak. Changing the way you behave. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because the other behavior is going to destroy you. The other behavior is Satan leading you down a path that you don't want to go on. It'll cost you more th- than you intended to spend, and it'll take you further than you wanted to go. And it'll end up destroying you. But you've got to stop, turn around, and go back. That's what repentance is. And Jesus included repentance in his program. Aren't you glad for that? And Jesus said, if you confess your sins to me, he says, I am faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But there's got to be that confession to him. You don't have to confess to a priest, and then you can confess to Jesus. But he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Say forgive and cleanse. But the thing of it is, when when you make a mistake in life, it's your pride that's going to keep you in that mistake. See, repentance involves humility. You've got to humble yourself. you got to say, God, I missed it. I'm sorry. I was wrong. The difference between David and Saul, when Saul was confronted with his sin, he made excuses. When David was confronted with his sin, he, he repented. Yeah, yeah. Which one turned out better? David did. So if you're on the wrong path today, why, do you, why continue on that path? Just repent, amen? amen. And make it right. Call on Jesus' name. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something that are married. Does buying an engagement ring make you married or make you engaged? No, you have to buy the ring, right? But then you have to ask the question. And you have to present the gift, and then there has to be the reception of that gift. That's when you're engaged. You're not engaged just because you went and bought a ring. So many Christians, they say, hey, look at this ring I bought. doesn't mean anything. Did they accept your offer? Did they accept the gift? How come you still have the ring? How come the other person doesn't have the ring? Amen? Just because I buy an engagement ring doesn't make me engaged. But I have to, there has to be an offer, and there has to be an acceptance of the offer. Just because, God, listen, salvation is available to everybody. It's a gift that's been given to the world, but not everybody has received it yet. You have. I have. We have. But there's a lot of people that we encounter every day that hasn't. Right. Or they're deceived. You know, they're religious, brainwashed, right? You need to come to Jesus. And get, there's the only way to you clean your brain. Amen? Renew your mind. Hallelujah. Okay? Christ has done everything necessary for us to be saved, but we have to receive his gift that's already been given. Amen? Go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. I want you to see something here. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 16. And uh, let's go to verse uh, 33, I believe. No, um... Verse 30, Acts 16, verse 30. This is the story of Paul and Silas who were in a Philippian jail. What are you in for, Paul? Oh, we cast the devil out. What are you in for? Murder? Stealing? What are you in for, Silas? Oh, we cast the devil out. But they, that's why they were, they were in prison, because they cast the devil, spirit of divination, out of a woman. Okay? And verse 30, after the earthquake, after Paul and Silas were praising, you know, their hands were shackled, their feet were shackled, but their mouth was open. How many know you got to use what's available to you? If your hands are tied up, use something else, right? Their mouth wasn't shackled, so use your mouth. So many people, I can't witness because my hands are shackled. Had nothing to do with your hands. If your mouth isn't shackled, use that. They use their mouth. I got a mouth and I'm not afraid to use it. (laughs) So look at the question, verse 30, of the jailer. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas, they didn't give an altar call, but they had a demonstration of the power of God. And it was the demonstration of the power of God that touched this man's heart. What must I do to be saved? He didn't say go down to the store and buy it. Right? He didn't say behave in a certain way, did he? Verse 31, and they said, believe On the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved, and your house. Everybody say, believe. Believe. The only requirement to receive salvation was to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? And verse look at verse 32. And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord. You gotta have your faith in something. It can't just be in the air. So they spoke the word. About salvation. They spoke the word about Jesus' life, death, uh, burial, and resurrection. They spoke the gospel to him. They spoke the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. See, the household couldn't, they had to believe in the truth. They couldn't just get saved because they believe in lollipops. Right? They had to believe in the word. So, in order to give them faith To be saved, they had to preach the word about salvation. Otherwise, they couldn't be saved. Right? And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and he was baptized, he and all of his house. Man, they went from an earthquake to a baptism. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now, some say that that jailer became the pastor at the church of Philippi. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard it said. So whoever said it, I don't know. All right? Go to another example, Luke 19. Go to the Gospel of Luke 19. All right? I'm almost done. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't hear a great amen on that. Sometimes that might be your greatest point of response. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm about to finish glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Luke chapter 19. And um, let's look at uh well, we'll start with just verse one. And Jesus, now who is Jesus? He is the Word made flesh. He is the son of God, okay? He entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. He was the chief tax collector, all right? He was the head of the IRS, maybe the secretary of the treasury. I don't know. Now notice this next phrase in verse 3. He sought to see Jesus who he was. He wanted to get a glimpse of the truth. He wanted to see salvation. He wanted to see the Son of God, who he is. He, wanted, he needed a revelation of who he is. And if you want to be saved, you need a revelation of who he is. And he could not for the press, that's the crowd, not the reporters, because he was little stature. He was short. So, here's the, okay, this man wants to see Jesus, but he's hindered from getting a good vision of Jesus, so he's got to do something. Okay? So, he runs... He ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. What would you do to see Jesus? So many people make excuses why they can't see Jesus. Here, Zacchaeus wasn't going to let anything preventing him from seeing Jesus. Don't use excuses why you can't come and see Jesus. You make a way. I don't care if you've got to cut a hole in the roof. And four guys got to bring up their paralyzed friend and lower him down before Jesus. Make your way to Jesus. Don't let anything stop you from coming to Jesus. Don't let anything stop you from making things right with God. Those are lies from the enemy that will keep you bound. Zacchaeus said, okay, I may not be able to see it, but there's a tree. I can climb a tree. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. He made eye contact, right? And he saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at your house. That that's, that has that has more to it than just coming to the house. Why Zacchaeus is welcoming Jesus into his life. And he made haste and came down. And received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man that's a sinner. Hello, who needs a, who needs a physician other than a sinner? Jesus is in the right place. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he might be a sinner, but he's not going to be a sinner for long. Because Zacchaeus took the steps to get to Jesus. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. He had never thought about giving before until he met Jesus. All of a sudden now he's generous. Everybody say half. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is what? Salvation come to your house. For for so much as he is also a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. But that day salvation came to Zacchaeus' house, and he became a generous giver in a moment. Amen? So when you come in contact with Jesus, he will change your uh, life. We're not justified by works, but we're justified by faith. It's great. We are saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God. Say, salvation, salvation. is a gift, a gift of God. All right? And finally, salvation, it, it, it interacts with the past, present, and future. The past, Christ died in history. Amen? Several thousand years ago. He saved us. He delivered us, saved us, and called us. It's already done. God's purpose and grace granted in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world began, God's plan for you was to be saved. Think about that. So you're in the right place at the right time. And you're fulfilling good history. The present, we are being saved. That means we're being transformed and growing. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians uh, 2.15 that says, We are the sweet fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved. See, Salvation occurs when you meet Jesus, but then it's a process of carrying that salvation out and living like Jesus. In order to live like Jesus, you've got to grow in the knowledge of God. That's why teaching the Word is so important. That's why preaching the Word is so important, because it helps us grow. It helps us walk out our salvation. Amen? Salvation has a beginning, it has a process, and it has an end. All right? All right? And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a guarantee of God's promises. So we, we only got a down payment of what's coming. What are we going to be saved to? We're going to get a glorified body. We're going to have a body that's just like Jesus when he rose from the dead. We'll be able to appear, show up, and we'll have flesh and blood. Amen? We're going to be just like him when he comes back. Because we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. All right? So past, present, and future. All right? And we are saved from God's wrath. All right? So when God comes again, every believer is going to meet him in the air. And then when he, he comes in the second coming, we're going to come with him. And we're going to fight and win. Amen? But this is salvation. And this is a, a benefit of Christ being born. Because he was born, you and I could be saved. God saved us, we're saved from wrath, we're saved from judgment, we're saved from sin we're saved from its penalties and consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? amen I got to tell you sin has negative consequences yes, it does. you think you, th- you think when, when you miss God and it's just a little sin there's nothing little about it because it it, it gets bigger and we're saved from that amen and, and it was God's idea who saved us. How do we receive? We receive it by faith in Jesus Christ. Can't receive salvation any other way. Amen? So you're equipped now to tell someone about salvation. You can tell them, this is what I've been saved from. And this is what God wants to save you from. You can tell them who saved you. It was God's idea. Amen? Why is God letting all these bad things happen? God doesn't think bad. It's the devil that thinks bad. God is good. So if something bad is happening, it's not God. It's the world, the flesh, or the devil. Sometimes we get ourselves into our own mess. Amen? With our choices. The only way that the devil can get into your life is if you open the door and let him in. He can't force his way in. But we can resist him in the faith. Amen. And if you're here today. And you need to make some things right with God. Today is the day to do that. Amen. Everybody stand up if you can. If you can't stand, you can sit. But uh, I want to give you an opportunity. You know, the Bible says in uh, Acts 319, that's our scripture for Wednesday nights. He says, if you repent and turn to God, then times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. We, we use the times of refreshing for Wednesday night refreshing. But the first part about that is repentance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, because if you're not right with God, you hinder the blessings of God in your own life. Right. And, uh, you know, everyone that came in contact with God, you know, when, when Jesus entered Peter's boat... And he caught the great catch of fish. Peter got down on his knees and said, Lord, I'm a a sinful man. Because at first he didn't really take the command of God really seriously. He just kind of did it half-heartedly. That's why his net was breaking. Jesus said nets, and Peter said net. There's a difference. But Peter recognized that he needed Jesus, and we all need Jesus. Amen? And he's kind and compassionate. Listen, you come to Jesus, he's not going to say to you, oh, it's about time, you filthy person. No, he doesn't talk like that. He's just going to open up his arms and he's going to love you. He's going to lift you. He's going to fill you and he's going to touch you. Amen. And his power will change your life. So if you need to make some things right with God today, I'm not going to ask you what they are. You know who you are. You know what you need.